Hi, I'm Ted Zoller, and you're tuned into On the Heels of Innovation, a podcast powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. How is it that some people are successful in pushing their ideas further and faster than the rest of the world? What characteristics do they share? Which skills did they work to hone? And what lessons have they uncovered through each step forward and back that can inspire you to accelerate your own ideas for a business or venture? This podcast will explore the perspectives, insights, and journeys of innovators and entrepreneurs who combine creative thinking and perseverance to go beyond the expected. On the Heels of Innovation is powered by the Entrepreneur's Genome Project, which is a research initiative that I lead with my students in the Entrepreneur's Lab class at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, revealing the DNA that makes up successful entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast On the Heels of Innovation NextGen, and I'm your host, Akib Khan. On NextGen, I sit down with college students who are blazing their own path in entrepreneurship. On today's episode, we will hear from trailblazing entrepreneurs I met at the 2018 UNC Innovation Showcase, hosted by Innovate Carolina. The first venture we will learn about today is FIDA, which focuses on providing an alternative ingredient for consumer products and a strategy for marine pollution removal through seaweed cultivation. Let's listen to the insights and stories co-founder Emily Kian and Lucy Best had to share. So Emily and Lucy, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Emily Kian and I am a sophomore student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and one of the co-founders of FIDA. And I'm Lucy Best. I'm a junior at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and I'm also one of FIDA's co-founders. So what is the story behind FIDA? Please give us a quick 30-second elevator pitch about your venture. FIDA um, essentially is a venture that is looking to harvest the world's oceans. Um, And in doing so, we want to combat climate change and food insecurity. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to grow macroalgae off the coast of North Carolina and sell it to farmers as a source of livestock feed. Fantastic. So what was the spark that created the idea for this business venture? So um, about a year ago, or a little over a year ago, Eliza, our third co-founder, attended a conference in California called The Bioneers, where she saw another sustainable ocean farmer speak and present. And she came back to North Carolina and sort of wondered why North Carolina wasn't doing it, since we have such a successful agriculture company and plenty of coastline. So she approached Lucy and I, we're all in the same program, the Robertson Scholars Program, and she knew we were interested in marine conservation, environmentalism, and food security, and we formed a team and we began working on it. Uh, The year following that, we were mostly doing research into the types of algae um, that can grow in temperate waters, as well as the design structure. And then I would say for the past half a year, we've really been focusing on the financing, entrepreneurship, and business side of things, um, which is why we uh, began with the National Geographic Chasing Genius Challenge, competed at a lot of campus events like the Heel Tank and the Carolina Challenge. Um, And then most recently, we competed at the regional final of the Holt Prize, and we won that. So we'll be at a business accelerator this summer in London for the Holt Prize. A big congrats on winning the Holt Prize. I know that is no easy feat. So uh, can you tell us a bit about your customer profile and the business aspect of FIDA? 
So at the moment, our initial market we're thinking will be uh, sort of smaller, more sustainable farms um, in North Carolina that already have a focus on producing healthy foods. Um, we've decided to zero in on this market specifically because it presents a lot of opportunities um, in terms of people already being open um, to changing up their animal feed routines and also being excited and being passionate about delivering um, environmentally and health conscious products. So my next question is, what are some skills necessary to become a successful entrepreneur and to start a venture? So we would say that it requires a lot of character traits, such as tenacity, passion, perseverance. There definitely have been some points where we felt frustrated, we've had to change our product market, um, but the fact that we're also passionate about the, the mission behind our organization um, and our drive to keep going is really what's kept us together um, and the fact that we have great teamwork skills we work together really well we come from a variety of backgrounds with a variety of interests um, so Lucy is more interested in the food security aspects of our organization I'm interested in the marine preservation aspects and Eliza is interested in the climate change issues associated with it and I think by having these different backgrounds and interests we really form a very successful team together um, so I would say definitely collaboration passion tenacity if I could name the top three skills <laughs> What are some advice you would give to UNC students who are thinking about starting their own entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I would say, first of all, the most important thing to do is find a problem that you are passionate about. Um, I think something that a lot of, um, I would say find a problem that you're passionate about and then just sort of start to go for it. Look, I mean, do everything you can to research it. I mean, we spent a very long time, a couple of months in general, um, initially also over the summer, uh, researching different strains of macroalgae, researching coastal conditions off the, off the coast of North Carolina, um, really just trying to understand the environment in which we are working. Um, one great thing about being a student is um, you have some time associated with being a student um, in a four-year program, so you really do have the uh, ability to really dig into all the literature that's there and all the research you need to do. Um, and then additionally, um, I think we've had a lot of really great resources at UNC in particular. Um, I mean, we're part of the CUBE cohort with the Campus Y, and that's been extremely helpful uh, in pushing us forward. And we're also in a class that um, is co-taught by Melissa Carrier from the School of Public Policy. And that's just been extremely helpful in terms of giving us a very uh, giving us a very quick and efficient introduction into entrepreneurship and the basic frameworks that you need to build a business. Kind of emphasizing what Lucy said, it's really important to find a board of advisors who can bring a variety of backgrounds that you may not have on your team. We also have a number of other advisors from different disciplines who we are extremely grateful for. Um, so Kurt Ribasol within the School of Public Health, Don Hurwitz, I might be mispronouncing their last names, but they've also been really, really integral, um, bringing a little bit more of a scientific technical background. And then Tim Flood with the Keenan School of Business um, has also been really helpful. So I, I just want to emphasize that um, as much as important as much importance there is on the team itself, you really need a strong board of advisors to help get you through. So both of you are very knowledgeable about marine sciences. So can you tell us a bit about what is more important? when starting a venture, the skill set or the knowledge? I would definitely say a mixture of both. Um, one of the things that we frequently get praised on when we do our pitches is how much knowledge we have on this subject. I think something that set us apart in the Holt was 
uh, our question and answer session, whereas many of the other teams were really polished, had a sleek slide deck. When it came to the questions, they couldn't really talk about their venture as much, whereas we have this really concrete understanding um, of our venture. However, that being said, skills are obviously extremely important as well. Being able to make these connections, being able to present, being able to have that drive to get you through, I mean, without those we would just be sitting here thinking about our idea and not making it happen. So I would say it's probably a 50-50 split between importance, but maybe Lucy <laughs> has something else to say. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with um, Emily's analysis as it being a 50-50 split. Um, I mean, one of actually our biggest uh, feedback coming back from Holt um, was that we needed to, was that um, in the future we should focus on sort of making certain aspects of our presentation more sleek. Um, they said, you know, for us, when we're looking at what ideas we think are good, are available to be developed, and ideas that could be disruptive, we see, like you know, like the knowledge that you're, we see the knowledge that you're providing as being good. Um, but that being said, once you get to a certain level, there's going to be a lot of expectations in terms of the presentations you can make. Um, and so, definitely, I would say it's a 50/50 split. And for us, we've been probably most heavily working to develop the skills side of that this semester. My last question is: What is the formula for success as an entrepreneur? Um, I guess I would just say a lot of the things we've touched upon already. Passion is huge. That's another thing that our team, I think, frequently gets recognized for is our passion and enthusiasm for this project, um, as well as the collaboration parts of it. Both within our direct team, the three of us work together really well, and our ability to form connections with these um, supervisors, professionals in the field, I would say that that's that's the formula, you know, the passion and then the ability to go out there and talk about it, to form connections and to get people excited and share your passion for it. Yeah, and then uh, one final note is that um, today we were in the class that we take that's associated with the CUBE program at UNC and we had a guest speaker who came in and said uh, essentially entrepreneurship you need to be in love with the problem and not the solution um, and I think that's something really important to consider um, being in love with the problem keeps you focused um, it keeps you driven it keeps you motivated um, and if you're just in love with the solution I mean it's totally hard to change your ideas because it's something you've created it can be something you're very invested in um, but eventually if you're loving it because you're invested in it, it doesn't mean it's going to actually affect the solution that you're going for and for us as a social venture that's very important to us so I would say zoning in the problem and finding what problem you're passionate about because a solution can change a solution can change based on uh, inconsistent market conditions it can change uh, based on inconsistent environmental conditions um, and so for us focusing in on the problem is very important and that's I guess uh, the skills that I would uh, recommend right, I just talked to the co-founder of FIDA Emily and Lucy thank you both so much for your time and I wish you both all the best in your future thank, thank you so much the second venture on today's episode we will learn about is Phoenix project which focuses on recycling billboards to upcycled materials and products for consumers. Let's dive into the interview with the founder, Anna Souls, to learn more about the Phoenix Project. So Anna, can you give us a quick 30-second elevator pitch about Phoenix Project? So the Phoenix Project's mission is that people and products deserve second chances. So we started by realizing that there's a huge need to recycle this PVC vinyl material that billboards are made of. So this material is incredibly detrimental to the environment. It crowds landfills. It's hazardous to recycle because it emits all this pollution. And um, the second prong, as a community empowerment fund advocate, I work with Chapel Hill's homeless community, helping them navigate 
um, the job market and I realized that there are a lack of employers who are willing to hire people experiencing homelessness. So combining both of those issues with one creative solution, I want to take that billboard vinyl and divert it from the landfills by creating it into upcycled material and products uh, for consumers. And by doing so, I hope to provide fair wage jobs to people um, you know, in need of an economic opportunity. That is fantastic. So can you talk a little bit about the spark that led to you creating the Phoenix Project? Well, I saw an organization in Cape Town, South Africa, actually using the same billboard material as a vehicle for social good. And I've always been interested in social entrepreneurship. Um, I, in fact, study it. And as a public policy, I've always been interested in, um, you know, vehicles for change. So just connecting with my dad who's actually in the billboard industry and telling him what I learned and showing him all the opportunities with it and how um, there are ways to create economic energy out of something that was headed to the trash. So I thought that was really cool and I've had such great support and a lot of encouragement from so many people. Um, I would not be able to do it without UNC's network for sure. You are very involved in the UNC entrepreneurial community, so you are an Adams apprentice and you're a part of the Q program. Can you talk a bit about how the UNC entrepreneurial ecosystem and the resources at UNC has helped you to get to where you are today and to create and advance the works of the Phoenix Project? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, UNC's entrepreneurial ecosystem is almost all-encompassing, so I've, as you've listed off, really... I have taken advantage of it for sure in academic settings, in funding settings, and mentorship. So it's been great to um, take this idea and go through classes, through CUBE, through the applied life sciences to actually reimagine the business model and also just the, um, you know, the prototypes and stuff. So just really learning design thinking has been incredibly helpful for this for the success and longevity of this project and on top of that I've been um, paired with incredible mentors who have great support and also fantastic critiques and encouragement and um, funding Innovate Carolina is helping me stay here and work on it full-time this summer which I absolutely could not really commit as much energy to the project without these resources. That is so great to hear. So what is the formula for success as an entrepreneur? Ooh, that is, that's a good question. And I've been stirring with that myself. I think to be an entrepreneur, you have to have like an interesting mix of passion, confidence, and just like a understanding for not necessarily what you're doing, but why you're doing it. I think entrepreneurs have that specific drive because um, there's like a, deeper internal call to like work away with what you're doing whether it's like answering these big problems that you are just deeply unsettled with or you just feel completely um you know like compelled to like work towards something other than yourself so like i said absolutely passion confidence and um in yourself in your team in the way you're approaching it and um humility for sure people think entrepreneurship is incredibly um, like glamorous, it's new, it's in, but it's, it's hard work. And so you have to be willing to put in the hard work and ask yourself some tough questions for sure. My last question to you is, what is the most important skill an entrepreneur must have to be successful? Hmm, a single trait. 
Um, improvement, maybe wanting to continually um, better yourself, better the, uh, the venture in like so many ways, whether that's constantly asking customers, stakeholders, just never being content with the status quo, just like that, that desire to constantly grow that permanent beta idea. I think that has to be present in a successful entrepreneur. If they don't have that, then you know, you don't have, you don't have anything. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Anna, for your time and this fantastic interview. Thank you. It's been great talking with you and working with you. I've learned so much as a student entrepreneur and UNC has really helped me just gain the self-confidence uh, to, you know, make my ideas, you know, turn into something. So I absolutely am indebted to this university in many ways. A huge round of applause to Emily, Lucy, and Anna for the incredible interviews. I'm Akib Khan, and thank you so much for listening to On the Heels of Innovation.